0: If you guys are ever in need of a car, truck, or vehicle for a few hours or a few days, GetAround is at your service. If you're not familiar with GetAround, GetAround is a car sharing app. You can literally unlock cars near you through their app. And better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra money for your next vacation. GetAround's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service have you covered. So go to get.co backslash nuggets to save $15 off your first rental. Or you can visit get.co backslash bsn to sign up for free to rent your car out and start making some money fast. It's fun. Welcome in to the BSN Nuggets podcast, presented by Go. Joined by a special guest, Mason Plumlee. I thought he was going to knock that ref out in L.A. <laughs> Coaches will get testy with officials, but to run out onto the court and yeah. cut him off, yeah. I've never seen that before. You should have taken a charge on him. Though, <way>. Welcome to the BSN Nuggets podcast. We are presented today, of course, by Total Beverage. Right now at Total Beverage, they've got an exclusive deal for BSN listeners. You guys can get $10 off a $50 purchase on their website and app by using the promo code BSN10. If you guys are looking for beer, liquor, wine, spirits for the weekend, hit up Total Beverage and use the promo code BSN10 on their website and app to get $10 off a $50 purchase. You can also have it delivered right to your door because Total Beverage makes it super convenient. They deliver to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. Harrison Wind and Kristen Clark here recording Thursday morning. The Nuggets have another 8.30 p.m. nationally televised game on TNT. I think for the viewers at home are lucky it's Reggie Miller and Kevin Harlan on the call, not the players-only smorgasbord of ex-NBA and WNBA athletes to uh, fill their ears with uh, here on Thursday evening? How many texts did you get throughout the game about how bad the players-only broadcast was? Is there anybody that likes it? Like, is there one person out there that likes it? Because I, I haven't heard from them. Uh, the president of TNT. Okay, <laughs> I think he would probably like it. Okay. I would hope so, at least. Well, TNT executives <laughs>
2: aside, if you are a fan of players only, please let me know. I I want to hear your case. Um, I promise I won't shout at you. Uh, although I do disagree. Yeah, I mean, can we can we just get like a a pro play by play man in there? We we need a driver. Like there are plenty of great broadcasters out there. Why why did we just decide? Yeah, we don't need a broadcaster.
0: I'm not sure. I would have loved to have been in the production meeting or whatever meeting it was in the Atlanta Turner Studios that they decided, hey, let's just have Kevin McHale do play-by-play. I know I wasn't doing play-by-play the other night. I'm not even sure who was. Um, but it, there's got to be it. We're better than this, I think. I just think we're better than this as a society.
2: So oh, I <laughs> totally agree. I mean, I, I'm, I'm anti... Uh, what is it?
0: Players on the broadcast. There's
2: a name for it. Yeah. You know what? I just had my first cup of coffee. Give me a second. But I I saw the ringer float. If you had to have a player, you know, steer this broadcast, who'd you pick? I went with Kenyon Martin. (laughs)
0: Like as a play-by-play guy? Yeah.
2: Just like who's like your main players only pick. And I would go with Kenyon Martin.
0: Yeah. I, I can only imagine him, his broadcast going a little something like this. Man, uh, Nicole Jokic looks great tonight, and Michael Malone has made some great adjustments. If only George Carl would have made those same adjustments in 2009, we would have won a title. (laughs) That's how I see his players-only broadcast going. I'm wondering how long it would take for him to get into some type of rant about how much he hates George Carl.
2: Well, a lot of George Carl pot shots, and we know, too, that Kenyon Martin is a fan of ball movement because when we got to talk to him before the game the other week, uh, he mentioned that he likes watching the Nuggets and the Warriors play because they move the basketball around. He's not a fan of watching isolation teams, or as he put it, teams that stand around with guys holding their you-know-whats in the corner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Michael Malone isn't either, although he didn't use that same language when talking about James Harden, which was, I think, not something that not enough people picked up on a couple weeks ago when the Nuggets were playing the Rockets, or right before they were playing the Rockets. So, like I was saying, uh, the Nuggets have another nationally televised game, but with a real broadcast crew on hands for a Thursday night against the Utah Jazz, another home game, another interdivision game. We still have some thoughts that we wanted to go over about this win over the Thunder and kind of how they bleed into this game, I would say. The first kind of overall takeaway, I, I think, from from this game is... Everybody's pretty much healthy now with this team. They've had a full roster. They're really opening day roster. Their opening day starting lineup available for a few games now. Ever since Gary Harris has been back, and of course Isaiah Thomas has been back. And I think we've been able to have some big takeaways here from how the lineups have looked and how the starting lineup has looked for a few minutes, and how what that means for the rest of the season. But a Big takeaway from last night where we wanted to start was the fact that Will Barton had probably his best two-way game of the season, and definitely his best two-way game, and arguably his best game since coming back into the lineup here after a three-month absence. What did his game the other night against the Thunder just say about where he's at and what we should be watching for going forward?
2: Well, this looked like Will Barton before the core injury to me Um We've highlighted his lack of explosion jumping at the rim um, since he came back from the injury a couple times. He had a finish uh, in the first half there where Nicole Jokic got double teamed in the post, and he, he kicked it to a, a cutting Will Barton, and Bart- Barton hit the Thunder with this double clutch, like up and under reverse layup move. And I saw that one. I was like, hey, that looks like old Will Barton to me. Uh, Barton looked pretty explosive around the rim to me. Um, really nice offensive game from him, 23 points, 9 to 16 shooting. And you know, I think one of the underrated aspects of Barton's game actually is his playmaking. He had five assists in this game. I just thought he did a really good job of moving the basketball around. And look, I, I think there are times where Barton does get a little trigger happy, like, yeah, maybe don't take that three with 20 seconds left in the shot clock. But overall, I, I'm a huge fan of Barton's game because I think this guy actually is a really good passer, and I think he's a really good passer, especially when he's playing with Nikola Jokic. We talk about how it's just over for a defense. If, if you can get Jokic the ball on that roll in the pick and roll where he's got the ball in the middle of the floor coming down the lane, and he can shoot that floater. He's so good. He could get all the way to the rim and use his power game, or he can just kick the shooters. Barton does a great job of finding Jokic on that pick and roll, and the numbers with those two guys on the floor the other night were pretty crazy. They outscored the Thunder by like 19 when both of them are on the floor. And if you just look at the offensive ratings uh, that between that 2 men pairing, I mean, they're pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, it's always been a great combination. I mean, on the season, I know it's only been uh, 397 minutes that those two have played together. So not a ton, but still a fairly good amount. I mean, They're a plus 82. The Nuggets are a plus 82 in those minutes. You go back to last year when, of course, those two played a bunch together as well, over 1,500 minutes. They were a plus 281. It's always been a deadly combo. And man, Will Barton, he gets so much hate from a lot of the fans out there. And I've really never understood it. And I've been preaching to stay with Barton and stick with him and don't have this hate for him because he really is such a good player. And I think you just even have to go back to last year to see how big of an impact he made for this team coming off the bench and in the starting lineup. And really last night or not last night, but Tuesday night, we saw it on both ends of the floor and that was probably the most impressive part of his night. He did it on offense. He also did it on defense and you need a guy like a Will Barton to just maybe be a little selfish from time to time on a team full of unselfish guys like a Paul Millsap and Nicole Jokic and all these guys, the Nuggets rotation, who are just as happy to see their teammate score the ball as they are to score the ball. You need a guy who's a little selfish from time to time, who's going to break the defense down and can get a bucket in ISO. You need a guy like that uh, on a team with a democratic offense that the Nuggets have.
2: Yeah, I know what you're saying. A guy who's just not hesitant to, to finish when the opportunity is there. Um, you do need a little element of that when you got so many unselfish guys, as long as, you know, those guys aren't, aren't hijacking the offense and and really taking the ball out of Nicole Jokic's hands. And I think it's pretty clear that Will Barton does not do that. The chemistry between those two guys is great. One of my favorite all time moments is when Barton called him and Jokic Shaq and Kobe, baby. Mm-hmm. The modern day Shaq and Kobe, not really, but yeah, man. Um, it's it's good to see Barton look like himself again. And I will say, too, one guy I don't really worry about in the playoffs is Will Barton. He, he, I mean, he really showed out in that, that Game 82 last year. I think Will Barton has no fear of, of those big moments, and this was another example, but
0: I'm, I'm not worried about him in the least come playoff time. The only thing I was worried about was just his health. Yeah. If he's 100% healthy, if he's his former self, I have zero worries about him. I do have some worries about some guys on this roster in a playoff setting. Not him, though. The only thing I would have been concerned about was if he was not 100% and wasn't trusting his body. But we're seeing, I think, him get really close to 100% here. I'm not sure if he's there and I mean, he's 100% healthy, but I'm not sure he's 100% in trusting his body with the same movements and whatnot. Whenever he does those twisting reverse layups, I think that's when I am going to know he's back uh, to his pre-injury self. The starting lineup is another byproduct of this team being fully healthy, and we finally got it after 555 days. I- <laughs> I'm kidding a little bit. I think it was like 150 something days or. Oh, I know you've been counting the days, days, hours, minutes, and seconds in a Google um, Doc or something. <laughs> we finally got it. We all fired off the tweets in a uh, in symmetry at the same time when Gary Harris checked in from Malik Beasley at the end of the game there, uh, with around four and a half minutes left against the Thunder, and the Nuggets close. Thunder out in style. Do you think there's going to be an adjustment period when it comes to chemistry for this group, or do you think they're just going to pop right away? And what did you think of the last four and a half minutes they spent on the floor?
2: Um, I I think they're going to look really good together right away, and I don't know if that group will be out there tonight. I don't know if they're going to wait till till New Orleans or or even further than that. But I mean, as long as all these guys are healthy, then I think it's just going to pop and. I think these guys look, all look pretty close to 100% health. Paul Millsap is, is playing his best basketball of the season. He's strung together four impressive performances in a row. I think Gary Harris ha- has looked explosive since he's come back after missing seven games with that right adductor sprain, and he had so many injuries before the All-Star break, but I, I think the Nuggets were really smart in just giving him that extra rest before the All-Star break so he could get his body and his mind right. And we just talked about Will Barton, um, you know, playing his best game in in weeks, it seemed like. So, you know, those three, Barton, Harris, and Millsap, all look um, about as healthy as I've seen them all season. And I mean, if that's the case, yeah, I think they're going to be great pretty much from Jump Street.
0: The starting lineup is something I believe we think about and talk about and discuss a lot more than obviously the Nuggets players who most of them except Will Barton had zero idea that the starting lineup had not played together a single minute since the second game of the season, which I thought was rather interesting. Will Barton, of course, the one who immediately responded saying, yes, that uh, he knew that that was the case. And it's something that I'm not sure a guy like Michael Malone is even as, I'm not sure it's something that's even as top of mind for him. Like, the fact that they closed out the game and they played really well, I'm not sure that even makes it a certainty that we're going to see the starting lineup Thursday night against the Jazz.
2: Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, it, that, that's a good point too because, I mean, these guys aren't thinking about this stuff and, and like dissecting this stuff to the to the 19th degree like we are. Like they're just going out there with anybody healthy and going yeah. to hoop. Like that's their mindset. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're worried about it much more than that.
0: Yeah. And it's just a fascinating like, little subplot and just, just another look into the bubble that we kind of live in. Uh, but anyways, the greater point I was trying to get to with the starting lineup, I feel like the Nuggets have played really good basketball so far this season, obviously. Uh, a half game back of the Warriors heading into Thursday's night's slate of games. And if the Warriors lose here and the Nuggets win, yes, they will move up into the top spot here Thursday night. I don't anticipate the Warriors dropping two in a, in a row, but I guess you never know. And like, the Nuggets have had a great season. Uh, obviously, the defense has been huge. They're now a top 10 defense again after really putting things together on that end of the four of the last six games or the top defense in the league over the last six. But I think this team's best basketball is still ahead of them. And maybe that's a crazy thing to say, but the fact that we got the starting lineup... They played really well together. They popped immediately, just as I think everybody thought they would, and I agree. I don't think they need an adjustment period at all. I just have a feeling that we haven't seen the best of this team, and I don't think it's a certainty that we do see this team this year performing at like their one hundred percent level, uh, just because they haven't had a ton of minutes together, fully healthy. But I think there's a chance. Uh, b- but generally speaking, I just think this team's best basketball is ahead of them. So let me ask you this. There's 60 60 games in the books. The Nuggets are 42 and 18.
2: The franchise record for wins, which was set in 2013, 57. The Nuggets would have to go 15 and 7 the rest of the way, uh, if my terrible 6th grade level math is right. Do you think there's any chance that they could tie that franchise record for wins?
0: Of course. 15 and 7, that's definitely possible. For sure. It's crazy. I mean, there's 7 wins on there's 15 wins on the board here. I think there's a scenario where there's seven or less losses. Will they get there? I'd wager no, but I mean, I guess I shouldn't doubt this team anymore. No. <laughs>
2: um, I mean, the the second most wins in franchise history, I believe, is 54. That's been done a couple times. Mm-hmm. I think there's a really good chance that this team could just win the second most games outright in franchise history. 57, I mean, it's obtainable, but that's a really lofty goal. But I mean, get to 55 and you got the second most in franchise history. That's still a
0: hell of an accomplishment. Definitely. Hey, if you guys are holding out on a BSN Denver subscription, now is the best time to sign up. You guys can get a one-year deal for a BSN Denver sub for only $29.99 for a limited time. Not sure how long this deal is going to last. Usually it's $35.99, but with this new deal, it comes out to just $2.50 a month. It's less than a cup of coffee. Also, Little competition going on between our Broncos Avalanche and Rockies portions of the site. Whoever signs up the most subscribers with their sports-specific subscription code, that was a lot of S's, will get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver Locker. So that means if all you guys sign up and more of you guys sign up with that Nuggets promo code, then Rockies fans, then Broncos fans, then Avalanche fans, all of you will get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver locker. We've got some awesome stuff on there. So make sure to check it out. Again, a one-year subscription to BSN Denver for only $29.99 with the promo code NUGGETS. Got a lot more thoughts on this starting lineup. Some other big takeaways, a first world problem that the Nuggets have that might have arisen a bit after this latest win over the Thunder. We'll get into that in a second, but let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back. Dr. Rick and his team at Belmar Chiropractic focus on getting to the root cause of your problem instead of chasing symptoms. The results have been like above and beyond
2: anything I could have ever expected. My pain is completely gone, full of energy, even throughout my entire pregnancy. He was able to adjust me and it sounds crazy to say, but like no back pain throughout my whole pregnancy. That was just really amazing. It's better than anything I could have expected for sure.
0: That was Caitlin. Like her, many people who had looked everywhere and tried everything, finally found relief and healing at Belmar Chiropractic. It makes you feel really
2: comfortable, because he always tells you what he's doing before he actually does it. So I always felt really, really comfortable, and they're all so warm and welcoming as well, which is always great.
0: Dr. Rick can help decrease anxiety and depression, reduce stress, improve mental focus and clarity, provide better quality of sleep, boost your immune system, and so much more.
1: He's definitely the most knowledgeable chiropractor I've ever been to. And I have actually have recommended him to many, many of my friends and coworkers. Give Belmar Chiropractic a call today
0: at 303-233-1236.
2: Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Total Beverage. Harrison, big news in the NBA today. New Orleans Pelicans are signing EuroLeague shooter Darius Bertans. Uh, to a two-year deal, he's of course the brother, the brother of Davis Bertans of the San Antonio Spurs. How do you feel about a world with multiple Bertans in the NBA, Bertanzas?
0: Well, I'm positive they just signed this guy ahead of their matchup with the Nuggets on Saturday, based on how much his brother kills the <laughs> Nuggets, and also it probably had a little bit to do with how poorly they shot from three against the Lakers last night. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Darius shooting
2: fifty-four percent on three pointers over in Italy. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that's another Bertans for the Nuggets to really worry about. Uh, Davis, uh, according to my math, is shooting a hundred percent on three pointers against the Nuggets now. <laughs> I think it's like forty-five or something like that. But yeah, man, they're they're gonna have to watch out for Darius uh, come Sunday. Don't leave him. Don't leave him alone in the corner.
0: Oh man, um, yeah, I was watching that Pelicans-Lakers last night game last night and just could not really just get over the stupidity, the hilariousness of the Anthony Davis situation. I can just not even imagine if I'm a Pelicans fan how I feel about this season. It's, oh God. Um, so I, I wanted to wrap up with this talk about this starting lineup and how like the best is yet to come. Like what are your thoughts on that? And just in terms of how much better this team can raise its level of play to even against the thunder. I felt like that was a B plus game from the nuggets and their offense looked good at times. It didn't look good with the bench group. Uh, Their defense looked good at times. It didn't look good at times. And I'm wondering if we're going to get an A-plus game from Denver, where a, a game where you know they hit like 23s, a game where they hold their opponent under 100 points. I'm not sure if it's on the table just because naturally your defense is going to slip a little bit when uh, your offense is playing really well or your offense might slip a little bit when your defense is playing really well. Are we going to get like that A-plus game where just everything is clicking, on both ends of the floor from this team well it, it's crazy that we're sitting here talking about
2: like well how much more is there to the Nugget ceiling because right now they're, they're third in the NBA in, in net rating I mean the Bucks are first the Warriors are second that's that's my pick for the NBA finals matchup and then there's the Nuggets so I mean they've weathered all these injuries and here they are third in the NBA finally healthy um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for those, like one of those 23 pointer games or, or something like that. Um, I mean, I would, I would definitely expect one of those over this final quarter of the season or whatever it is, but a B plus against the Thunder. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That might be a little harsh grading. I would, I would say like an A minus. Mm-hmm. They, they played really well.
0: Yeah, they did play really well. And, um, I mean, The best player on the floor in this game was Nikola Jokic by far. I don't even think it was close. Paul George usually kills the Nuggets. Will Barton did a good job defensively on him. A slew of other guys did. Torrey Craig played him from time to time. Gary Harris played him from time to time. He really didn't get going until the second half and uh, mainly the fourth quarter. He had 25. I think 19 of them came in the second half. Russell Westbrook was held in check. I didn't really feel like he had a super impressive game. His first half was not too impressive. He had a good second half, but overall, D- Denver held him down. Uh, some of the other role players went off for OKC, like Jeremy Grant had a good game. Nerlens Noel, surprisingly, played pretty decent defense against Nicole Jokic, I thought. Dennis Schroeder, not too impressive in 32 minutes. He went five of 17 from the field.
2: It's crazy that you know Jokic was the best player on the floor. Paul George, a guy who's going to finish top three in MVP voting this year, was out there. Russell Westbrook, a former MVP, was out there. Here's what Jokic had to say about getting those MVP chance at this game when he was at the free throw line. I think it's funny to be honest. I think there is a better player than me that is going to win MVP. I was just trying to play good team basketball. That's all I'm trying to do. The Joker's mentality, I mean, obviously, he's an incredibly humble guy. I remember when he was asked about Embiid uh, before they played the Sixers on national TV, he said, I think Embiid's probably the best center in the league. But
0: No, he's so much better than Embiid.
2: I think he's better than Embiid, too. But, I mean, it's, it's just incredible how humble this guy is and just how much this guy is about team all the time. And I don't think it can be overstated how important that is for the Nuggets when you're talking about just... How everybody is accepting of their role and and if one guy's minutes are, are down one night, then they're okay with that. Um I just think it starts with the Joker.
0: Yeah, this- it does. The culture starts at the top. And it starts at the top in one sense with Tim Connolly, I think. But it also starts at the top in the locker room with Nicole Jokic for sure. Who do you think he was talking about? a uh, better player than me that's going to win MVP.
2: I think he was talking about Giannis.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, right. Who do you think is going to win MVP? Like
2: it's, it sounded like he was talking about one player specifically who he's like, yeah, this dude's better than me and he's going to win, but he didn't
0: name him. Yeah. Giannis, James Harden, Paul George. I mean, that's the top three right now. I think Giannis is probably going to win. It seems like the year of Giannis.
2: I would have to ask him, but I, I bet Joker, if you asked him about Giannis, would just gush because, you know, Giannis playing that team basketball too, and he he goes out there and just plays so hard every
0: single night. Yeah, and he picked him on his all-star team too. Yeah. Oh, that didn't hurt. Yeah, that didn't hurt at all. Jokic really brought this game home for Denver, I think, and it's been nothing new. He's been nails all year in the clutch. He's one of the best late game players in the NBA.
2: Wait, but Nick Wright said that the Nuggets don't have a go-to player. (laughs) I mean, did he
0: watch this game though? Jokic is their, their go-to player, and it's really been the case all year. I think if you want to drill down a little, look at the numbers after December 1st, but he's been unbelievable in the clutch all season. The Nuggets go to him on every big possession pretty much. It's either Jokic with the ball at the top of the key or the elbow. Usually though, it's a Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray pick and roll. And more often than not, that ball is going back to Nikola Jokic on the roll. And more often than not, he's finishing. I mean, he's a plus 68 in the clutch per NBA.com this season. That's third behind a couple Boston guys. And he's shooting 31 of 63 in clutch situations around 50%. Uh, which is really good for how many field goal attempts he has in those situations. He's got the 15th most in the league. Uh, He gets to the line a decent amount in those situations. So he is the Nuggets go-to player. He's one of the best go-to players in the league, I think. And he probably gets that label of not a go-to guy because he's not your classic small forward who's just going (laughs) to create the end of games for you, I I think, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: I think that's part of it. And I will say, too, I I feel... Well, I don't feel bad for like all these national pundits because they make like a bazillion dollars a year, but you're just going to have a lot of wrong takes if you're like trying to pay attention to like three different pro sports leagues and every single team.
0: For every right take that those guys have, they have five wrong ones. Yeah. It's
2: just too hard to pay attention to all these different teams and, and subplots and storylines.
0: Yeah, for sure. Before we move on here, got to remind you guys about Total Beverage. You guys already know from listening to this podcast that Total Beverage has the most liquor in Colorado at the best prices in Colorado, but now they're delivering to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. And for a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off a $50 purchase on their website and app by using the promo code BSN10. Again, to save $10 off a $50 order on the Total Beverage website and app, use the promo code bsn 10 Of course, they deliver anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. Make sure to check those guys out at Total Beverage. It's a Thursday, so I know you guys are going to be making a trip to the liquor store between now and Friday or now and Saturday. Have it delivered right to your door. Hop on the Total Beverage website now, plug in that promo code BSN10, get $10 off a $50 order. What else stood out to you from this game? I thought it was interesting on a number of levels how the bench unit looked. That small ball lineup kind of struggled a little bit. Um, Paul Millsap, I thought he really stood out for his work on the defensive end of the floor. And the other guy that stood out, I thought, was Jamal Murray, who had a really quality game and hit a bunch of just jumpers and a couple threes and had a bunch of big-time plays when Denver really needed it.
2: Yeah, Jamal, Jamal hit a lot of timely shots. He was really good in this game. I can't believe that the Nuggets have held the Thunder in check defensively like this for a couple games in a row this season. I mean, I, I guess the Thunder put up 112 points. It's, it's not like they had a poor offensive game, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm just waiting for, for Paul George to go nuts against the Nuggets. Waiting? He's already done it
0: two times this year. He went nuts that game in OKC? He's, I feel like he's had a big game every time against the Nuggets here like over the last three years. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 7 of 24 in this game. Um, I just can't
2: believe the Nuggets have the Thunders' number like this, I guess, that they've won five in a row. Um, I mean, if they were to, to play in a second-round playoff series, who do you think would be favored?
0: Oh, the Thunder, obviously, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Even even though question. Denver's won five in a row? Yeah, who, it's a regular season. Who cares, man? Yeah. It's, it's, You're it's, probably right. Yeah. I think the Thunder would definitely be favored. I'm not sure who the Nuggets – this is a fun game. Who do you think the Nuggets are favored – over in a first round series, uh, the Clippers definitely, the Kings, yes,
2: the Lakers. That might be a toss up. Though they, I don't think they'd be favored over the Lakers. I think the Lakers would be favored. Uh, the Spurs, yes. Um, the Jazz, oof. I don't know. That's tough. Maybe yes, but only by a little. Yeah, I'd say
0: marginally, but by barely.
2: Yeah, I saw um, you know Matt Moore saying on Twitter like the Lakers would. He would pick the Lakers to win that first round series, even you know, even it was a two seven one eight. Um, man, I would, I would really have to think about that. But I'd pick the Nuggets. It's, I mean, it's not ridiculous at all that that, that the Lakers win and they'd be favored in that series. That was that was kind of upsetting some Nuggets fans. It seemed like. Yeah,
0: I, it's the LeBron factor. I'd pick the Nuggets, but I wouldn't be too upset at you if you argued for the Lakers. I can see the argument. It's LeBron James. It's the playoffs. It's a Nugget team that's never been in the playoffs versus LeBron and Rajon Rondo and JaVale McGee. Are there any other playoff tested guys on that team? That's it. Not really. But who would guard LeBron in that series? Torrey Craig. Now, Paul Millsap would guard LeBron. And Paul Millsap's guarded LeBron before. He, LeBron's had decent games against Denver, but uh, that's probably the matchup. Yeah, yeah it it would
2: be interesting. Um, I don't really want that to happen, man. Like, no. I don't want all that to have to deal with like all that media. Like, there going to be ten thousand media members there. I'm going to be sitting up in the nosebleeds in the three hundreds.
0: Um, I would I would much rather the Spurs roll into town. <laughs> Well, there's a chance that the Nuggets and Lakers play in the first round because Denver is a half game back of the Warriors for the top seed in the West as we're recording this. And I think there's a scenario out there where the Warriors take their foot off the gas a little here down the break and just you know rest some guys and try to get healthy. And I don't think the Nuggets are doing that uh, for the foreseeable future, or at least until they lock up their seed. And so I think there's a scenario on the table where the Nuggets do get the one seed. And I just
2: have this feeling that the Lakers are going to be as annoying as possible and drag this thing out to the very last day of the regular season. Oh, yeah.
0: This is coming down to Game 82, I'm sure. Whoever they play, uh, Game 82, I'm sure that will be the deciding game. They're only, what, three games back now? Yeah, three games back at the Clippers. Game 82, they play Portland at home. Ooh. That could be the do-or-die game. I'm sure Portland will be locked in by then, too. Yep, Le- LeBron's.
2: I mean, maybe they miss the playoffs, but it's it's going to take till the very end, and I, I
0: still think they're going to make it. The last real thing I wanted to get to on this podcast before we go to one question on the Total Beverage Fan Hotline, there's one concern I have with this team right now. One, there's only one thing I'm worried about, and it's the bench unit with Isaiah Thomas. We've had four games of Isaiah Thomas in a Nuggets uniform. I feel like he's had two good games, two bad games. The worrisome factor is how they look offensively with him on the floor, according to the numbers so far. The Nuggets are only scoring an average of 97.5 points per 100 possessions in four games with Isaiah Thomas on the floor. Uh, that's his offensive rating so far. He's still in the positives. He a, has a 1.8 net rating, but especially against the Thunder, I don't think his minutes were very impressive. Uh, when he's off the court, Denver is scoring 113.6 points per 100 possessions on the year. So that's probably my one concern, just how do the Isaiah Thomas minutes look? If Denver can go even in those minutes, that should probably be the goal. Like If they can be a plus minus zero when Isaiah Thomas is on the floor, their starters will just blow everybody out of the water on a game-to-game basis. But what's your concern level like when just looking at the bench unit and through these four games, it's been Monte Morris, Isaiah Thomas, Gary Harris. It's been a small ball look. Uh, Do you think that's the look they'll stick with going forward? And are you worried at all?
2: Yeah, I think they're going to stick with that going forward. Um, We've seen six guards uh, on this Nuggets roster get double-digit minutes ever since IT came back. I mean I think that's pretty much gonna be the the case the rest of the regular season. I, I just don't see Malone being able to, to sit any any of these guards because they're all so talented. Um I mean IT's first two games back were certainly more impressive than than his last two. Um I would agree that he looked a little bit shaky against so, OKC okay, so even if there were like a, a couple like Random plays where, like, that four point play was like, oh, that was cool.
0: Right. But, and those kind of plays make the numbers look maybe better than they should.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you might be right about that. Um, that Dallas game, he just went nuts and, and hit four threes. But especially in this OKC game, I, I would have liked the ball in, in Monte's hands maybe a little bit more. Um, you know, that, that play at the end of the third quarter where they went high pick and roll with IT. Um, IT turned it over. Paul George hit that half court shot. That was, I mean, kind of a momentum turning play right there. That was
0: almost the biggest play of the game. If yeah. OKC would have come back and, and won this one. It I would mean, have been a big collapse, but it would have started at that play. What was the game tied? Like, with seven minutes
2: left in the fourth quarter? Yeah, that I think really it was
0: 97 97. Yeah, that really turned the tide of the game, and
2: Denver recovered, but that was a big one. I mean, end of quarter situations, we know how good Monte Morris has been. I mean, I, I think the ball's got to be in his hands when you know you're you're just trying to get that last shot right?
0: Yeah, I think Monte was sick. Isn't that what Michael Malone said after the game? Oh yeah, that was a good point. He and, said he was a little under the weather. Yeah, and I think that might have been why he did not play a ton of minutes. Like especially when the Nuggets took Monte Morris out of the game and left Isaiah Thomas on the floor at the beginning of the fourth quarter. That was a little eyebrow raising, but I I have to think it was because Monte was just feeling under the weather. It's going to be interesting to see how it looks going forward. And I agree. That's probably the small ball lineup they stick with. I mean, there's not many lineup combinations you can throw out there that put Isaiah Thomas on the floor for the 15 to 20 minutes. Nuggets want him playing right now that don't have Monte Morris in them. So those two are definitely going to play together. And while Gary Harris continues to get his minutes ramped up, and I'm sure Gary Harris will come off the bench for at least a few more games here. I don't expect him to get inserted back into the starting lineup here in the uh, interim. I have to think he'll play a lot of minutes alongside those two. And like we've said before, it's a good strategy having him with those guys and having a bunch of defensive-minded guys play with Isaiah Thomas. He's played a lot of minutes with Mason Plumley and Paul Millsap, of course. Uh, that's that first lineup they go to. They go to those three guards and then Millsap and Plumlee at the end of the first quarter, which I think is probably the best lineup for Isaiah Thomas. It's going to be the number one thing I'm watching outside of the starting lineup over these next couple of games. How do the Nuggets look? How do those Isaiah Thomas minutes look? Can they break even? Can they be a winning team, a team that ends up in the positives when Isaiah Thomas is on the floor over the next couple of weeks? They've been in the positive so far over his four games, but the game against the Thunder, I feel like stood out. So I'm going to be watching it closely here. Before we get out of here, let's go to the Total Beverage Fan Hotline. We've got one question there and we'll get out of here for the day. Again, if you do have a question for the show, 1-800-BSN-8394, 1-800-BSN-8394. Let's go to the Total Beverage Fan Hotline right now.
1: Hello, Harrison and Christian. It's Ranch Man calling in post-All-Star break. Tuesday, midday, just hours before the big OKC matchup, and like we say in billards to the loser, in this case, OKC, rack them up Today, I have three brief mentions. You can classify them as this is just nitpicking, or alternatively, you're onto something. One, is it nitpicking, or my main man Nicola's referee rants becoming rather tiresome? Two, is it nitpicking? Or should Coach Malone stop shaking his head like a horizontally angled bobblehead muttering to himself and looking at the floor when he's walking to the coaching huddle after calling a timeout? And three, finally, is it nitpicking or does the team average free throw shooting become a reasonable consideration for Tim Connolly when he's selecting players in the offseason where the defensive capabilities are foremost concern? As of Tuesday, the Nuggets ranked 26th. In team free throw percentage at 75 percent, I'm out.
0: All right, thanks, Ranchman, for the call. His first point of contention, or I don't know, point of contention is the right word. Uh, Nicole Jokic's rant against the referees, I'd say he's on to something. Um, it's been something Nicole Jokic has talked about cutting out of his game. It's a little, he goes a little overboard sometimes. Uh, I would definitely agree. And I do think it's a reason why he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt all the time on the other end of the floor. What do you think? Oh, it's a fair observation. I mean,
2: we saw that Clippers game. He was practically begging to get teed up. Uh, He had to come out of the game like early in the third quarter, I believe, just because he picked up a, a fourth frustration foul immediately after halftime. Those are just the, the ones that Jokic has to cut out of his game and I think he's done a little better job of that, you know, this year compared to last and the year before. But you you just can't pick up those frustration fouls when you think you should have got a call on one end and you know you're complaining to the refs and, and then you just like hack a ball handler in the half court so you can complain some more. You can't be doing that.
0: And when you run over to the sideline to take the ball out after a play. And I love how he does that because I love when he gets the ball in quick and Denver can get some easy buckets that way sometimes. Don't take it as a personal slight when the referee asks you to go over to the other side of the court because that's where the (laughs) ball should be inbounded at. Just don't take it as a personal slight because it's not.
2: Oh, man. He looks like a kid who got a lump of coal in his stocking for Christmas when they tell him to just move two feet to his
0: left. Ranchman's second point there, Michael Malone, I forget the exact wording he used.
2: Uh, I think he was talking about his body language when he calls right. a, a timeout, you know, maybe after they've struggled in defensive end. That, that's a nitpick in my mind.
0: Me too. That's nitpicking, Ranchman. Come on. Yeah.
2: I mean, Michael Malone is a, a guy who wears his emotions on his sleeves, but I mean, in my mind, this is the coach of the year favorite right now. So,
0: and his final point, the free throws, the free throws. Will Tim Conley target good free throw shooters in the draft or is that something he'll be thinking about when the draft comes around? I think that's nitpicking a little bit. I know the Nuggets are in the mid-20s in free throw shooting right now, but this is a good free throw shooting team, I believe, outside of Mason Plumley, obviously, who's below 60% again this year. Torrey Craig is not a great free throw shooter either. I'm not sure he'll ever be like an 80% free throw guy. Paul Millsap also has slipped a lot over the last couple of years. Everybody other than that should be a mid-80s free throw shooter at the worst, I think. Uh, there are some guys like Gary Harris who's not shooting it as well as he was last year. I feel like his percentage will rise here a little bit. Will Barton obviously falls under that category of guys who have been injured and might not have that same rhythm at the line. Jamal Murray also has not had the same year from the line as he did last year. So I think that's a little bit of a reason why maybe their team free throw percentage isn't as high. Some of the guys who have been mid-80s to low-90s free throw shooters in the past are now low-80s guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, when they're healthy, then four of the five Nugget starters are, are guys who are going to be in the 80s. Um, Malik Beasley, who's filling in for Gary Harris right now in the starting lineup, I mean, close to 90%. Yeah, I think they're kind of bogged down um, by Mason Plumley a little bit, which is fine because Plumley's been a freaking beast this year. Trey Lyles, um, that's always I mean, he's not in the rotation right now, obviously, but that's always been a, a weird one and maybe an indicator that, you know, shooting thirty eight percent from three last year was a little bit of fool's gold. He's a guy who who really struggles at the line, so eh, it's not a concern. I mean, they're about to finish top six in offensive efficiency for the third year in a row.
0: I agree. I don't think it's a concern either. But thank you so much for the question. And again, if you guys do have questions for the show, 1-800-BSN-8394. 1-800-BSN-8394. You got anything else before we get out of here?
2: Oh, I, I just always appreciate a ranchman call.
0: Yeah, they're definitely a highlight of the show. It just gives me energized for my day. All right. Well, the Nuggets host the Jazz here on Thursday. If you're listening to this before the game airs. And if you're not, they host the Pelicans on Saturday. So two good games coming up. Two games I think the Nuggets should win. And then they're off on a very fascinating road trip. So we'll see how that goes. But we will talk to you guys after this game against the Utah Jazz here on Thursday night. Until then.